This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. Like, are we on? Welcome oh. to my basement, everybody. <laughs> are hey. we on? Is the Welcome to live streaming. It's so crazy. Hello. We actually have lights <laughs> blinking now. We have, uh, did we get a microphone for you, Josh? Oh. We do. We've got a microphone oh, for no Josh. Way. Josh cams in a better angle. We're stepping our game up. Every, here. Everything is uh, just a touch more pro. <laughs> Yeah, and we scrambled to get ready. We just finished EP radio. This is a sort of a peek into what the hell is going on with us. Yeah. But we, we just did our EP radio hits. Yep. We were talking about The Amazing Spider-Man, which we're about to talk about with you guys. Sure we are. Um, and uh, so we have to scramble to put everything together. We shot some more EP. I was just at uh, Sony Imageworks. We yep. did a bunch of the effects on The Amazing Spider-Man too. Yes, you did. And then we madness. shot uh, some EP before that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, we've been... Just rolling with it all day today. And I actually have an iPad in my hand right here. And if you, uh, and I think I'm on the page. I think I'm on the page. Um, you, oh, to send us your questions. Yeah, if you want to send uh, any questions. Okay. I think you I can, can do see that. Them. Mm. I think I can. I'm watching it. I, I think I can. Okay. It should be there. Well, Josh will have the questions yeah. for us when. And uh, Josh can also ask questions and oh, Josh, tell us all this do. stuff. How are you doing? Can you believe oh. it's been another week already? Like No, I can't because I wasn't even. Because uh, I was in LA for two days out of the week. Yeah. Uh, so then when, when I go. Tell oh, everyone I don't know. Home. Can we. I can talk about it. Well, I was there. For, I was there for the. Oh, great! All uh, right, um, right. So we were discussing. I went to the Disney event where they unveiled the new Marvel superheroes, and that was really cool because the figures are really nice. Like Thor looks amazing. I can't wait for these things. Thor looks so cool. Yeah, you know what it is? Like I want them to move. I want them to be kick-ass, yeah. hot toys esque. You know, caliber, awesome action they figures. They'll them. never make that. They no, need no. to sell a ton of them. But I love that they're so stylized. I love they that really it's are. like. Uh, this Pixar-esque version of the mm -hmm. Marvel characters, which suits the game. Yeah. But holy crap, are those things going to look incredible on a shelf? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's why they were making it them yeah. the way they were. Um, they're not. They are a little bit bigger than the original, than the actual um, Disney Infinity characters. Like right. just because they are superheroes, so they right. wanted to make them more superhero-ish. But I mean, Scarlet Joe, or I mean, Black Widow. She's not Scarlet Joe, yeah. but it looks like Scarlet Joe. Yeah. Um, like she's, you know, she's a human being. So they, she still is her regular size. I just wish that they uh, molded her a little bit better. I don't like the, the way she's positioned. Is and then, she, like, is she she's too crouched pose? down. No, she's not in sexy pose at all. No. That's not why I'm upset about it. It's just she's not, I'm not upset about it. It's just my little gripe. Yeah. But she's, um, just the way she's hunched over, I feel like I would just like her to be standing a little taller because all the other characters are so, like, big in size. What's your prediction on how, uh, how, many, how, much, how many billions Disney's going to oh, make God. off They're of already, these things? Well, the thing is, they've already, they already have it in the bag because they have these characters, right? They already have they they have it all they, they in their arsenal. Dumb. So no, and no. you know they own the Muppets too, right? So okay, any, so anytime the, the 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 next notch gets turned and all yeah. of this this new flood of different characters comes yeah. in, I'm sure they own this other. I think they own all of the Miyazaki stuff as well. Imagine if they throw in all of the. This is crazy. Like, it's getting crazy now. I, I, totally. And then uh, Star Wars will absolutely happen next year. Well, they also own ESPN. So, you know what I mean? Like, Disney just, they're across the board. So they could put, throw in taking ESPN and sportscasters? Yeah, exactly. I want that in Disney <laughs> Infinity. I want one of those dudes running around. <laughs> that would be it right. might happen. Yeah. Just like sports highlights if or they something. Know, if there's a way to make money, it yeah. might happen. <laughs> and and uh, speaking of uh, making money, yeah. Oh, uh, what Amazing Spider-Man 2 oh. is out in theaters, and you saw it, and so, I saw it, and we didn't see it together because you came back. I saw it on Wednesday. I know. We he, couldn't, he couldn't wait for me. He, re he refused I, to wait for I, me. Wednesday's movie night, all right? <laughs> That's the day that I've structured it in my life. Wednesday okay. is movie night. It was it's weird fine. to go alone, though. I felt Aww. lonely. I mean, Aww. I sat with Alyssa Harrison. So he who wasn't really alone. And a, and a whole bunch of other people. and, a, and other Okay, people. so you weren't really alone. No, I was alone. I, I went alone. You know, oh. usually we get, we have a nice, you know, dinner, <laughs> whether it's you, you and I or it's Scott and I, you know, and soon it'll be Scott, you and I. Mm -hmm. uh, Having but burritos. it's nice to have a little chill dinner yeah. discussion about everything that's going on. Then we go see a movie. We didn't get that this time. This time it was just I know, just scrambling. Well, I, you went okay, alone too. Let, yeah, I went alone too. Do you want to hear about my experience? Yeah. Okay. So I walked alone. <laughs> I walked into the theater and then I thought, you know what? It's a superhero movie. I don't care if Victor Lucas isn't here. I'm still getting popcorn. So <laughs> too, I... Right? 
out, did you? <laughs> so I got a small popcorn because I wasn't sharing. Right. And uh, I still ate the whole thing though. And there's a lot of popcorn in there. Mm-hmm. And then I, by the time I was halfway through the movie, and I'm like, oh god, did I eat all this? Oh well. And I was really gassy for the rest of the night, of course. Um, and actually, following to today, so I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been no. really gassy. No. Um, so wait, I sat. Yeah. Girls fart. Yeah. They do. All, and they poop. What? Didn't know that? No, I know that. Okay, I'm good. the father of a very <laughs> yeah, poopy daughter. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I've been married for a very long time. So yeah, I know so all you understand. Okay, good. Yes. You broke the seal a long yeah, time ago yeah, with your wife. Yeah. Good. Um, it's important to break the seal, everyone, yeah. early and often. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get back to Spider-Man now, because I sat in the theater, and I was all alone. I've never actually, when it's not a media screening, I... I I, uh, I've never actually gone to a theater by myself, but I, I enjoyed my experience just being alone. And um, there wasn't a lot of people in the theater, though. I thought there would be more. This is what I want to talk about. Okay, let's talk about because that. Because the Wednesday screening, and yeah. you know, this is the, it opens today for reals. I think yeah. it was uh, on screens last night, so it's starting to make the money. Yeah. But the Wednesday screening was not packed, and these were free tickets that people could go to. It's the sequel to a, a hit Spider-Man yeah. movie. This franchise is massive. Yeah. Are people excited about The Amazing Spider-Man? I tweeted that we're going to be talking about it. I got like three people saying, meh. Yeah. You know, Garnett Lee, uh, who's an awesome guy. He's got a great podcast too. But he says, uh, I heard, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it's just a little bit better than the last one. It's not very good. Um, You know? And that's what I think what the buzz is about this movie. And I, I kind of feel like, I feel... Like it might not do very well this weekend. I feel like the people have moved on, and they, they maybe there's there's just too many of these superhero flicks sort of coming out at us, there and are people are a lot. are over it. There are a lot. I don't know. Maybe we are oversaturated. That could be a thing. But yeah. I think uh, I don't know. Let Let's talk about the movie though. Yeah, let's talk about the movie. We couldn't because Marissa was out. Uh, in Los Angeles. No, I mean, <laughs> I know, but sometimes this happens. Me. We couldn't shoot the review in time. Yeah. for it to air in today's show, which is what we normally would have done, or the video game review. So both right. of those will be in Tuesday's reviews on the run. Yes, because that's but the next new episode. But we can review both for you today, right now. Great. Right. Uh, with no spoilers or with spoilers? Go ahead. Are we uh, going to spoil oh, it? No, we won't spoil it. No spoilers. It's just opening. Yeah, yeah we, we, can't won't, spoil. we won't spoil it for you. Yeah. Uh, I don't want you to stop If you've watching. ever read a Spider-Man comic, though, I know you. You, you will not much, be surprised. No, you know it's going to happen. Yeah. But the thing is, I I didn't because I I don't. I've never read a comic book. I never read a um, a Spider Man comic book, so okay. I don't actually know these characters in that detail. I only know from the cartoons mm-hmm. and uh, from the movies that I've okay. seen. So um, it was still things that happened in the movie were still a surprise to me. Yeah. Um, but what I really loved about this movie was that. And every moment, there was moments in this movie that I just felt like um, we're so just thrown in there. Like, it's a, it's a comic book, and so they need to make it very comic booky. Mm-hmm. Um, but then then every plot, uh, any time I felt like the uh, there was a plot hole, there was always something to fill it. Well, one of the things that I found weird about it is that it doesn't really... It, it relies on us already have, having seen the previous trilogy a lot. Yes. Like, we're supposed to know that Peter and Harry Osborn are buddies. Right. And this movie doesn't really show you anything about that relationship, and Harry Osborn was not in the previous movie. No, no, he wasn't. So, you don't really... If you walk in cold, if you don't have history with Spider-Man, which, granted, most people have some history with Spider-Man, but in terms of movie storytelling, that's very lazy. There's yeah. like this real reliance on, well, this is already in pop culture. We don't need to delve into that too much. And I feel, you know, on whole, mm-hmm. that's what this new franchise is doing. They're kind of like jumping from, you know, important scene to important scene to important scene. And they're mm-hmm. kind of getting us to story bits that we have seen in the comics over its 40 or 50 years, you know, on shelves or in some of the movies or, or animated shows. Mm-hmm. But it's not really giving us... And, you know, fleshing out these people, these characters, like oh, we, no. we need them to be fleshed out. No, they're not getting the respect they deserve as no, characters. Exactly, so, yeah. I mean, we already know, I don't think we're spoiling anything by saying all the enemies that you see in the movie, yeah, right? they're everyone, all on the poster. Okay, so everyone knows that you're going to eventually uh, run into the rhino. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, I mean, that character was given, honestly, zero respect. Like, R- almost, a, almost no respect well, at all. Rhino as a character, I find, apart from the comic books, I mm-hmm. think in the comic books he's kind of a... Tra- like, there's a real Greek tragedy element in the books. You know? Okay. Peter Parker has just been devastated, and all of the enemies that he has yeah. 
also have major, major issues, you know, like okay. Doc Ock and Rhino and Sandman. They've touched a little bit on that stuff in the films, but in the mm -hmm. books, you were given a little bit more of an empathetic Backstory. kind of look into the lives of these fractured, crazy, psychopathic, you know, tragic, tragic stories. Yeah. And in this movie, honestly, Rhino is a cartoon character in this thing. Paul Giamatti is doing the worst Russian accent you have ever heard. I know, but I didn't even know it was Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah, when I was watching this film, I had no idea. And then the credits came after. I'm like, wait, hold on. Paul Giamatti was in this? What? I, what a joke to use an actor of that caliber in a role like this. You put him inside of a tank. And for no reason, like, I know. I why mean, is saw... he Rhino? Why is okay. he in the, like, why is this guy called they Rhino? Why do you put him it. in this thing? They didn't, though. I mean, Well, it was... they tried to explain it a little bit in the beginning, and they tried to, like, just tack it in quickly at the end. But I, I, I don't know. I just don't want, to, I don't want to spoil anything. I just feel like uh, there's a lot of grief in this movie. Yes. There's a lot of very sad moments. Mm -hmm. And and these moments did make me feel something. They are real. And I, and I, yeah. They're so real. And I, I yeah. for sure cried. I cried. And uh, I wasn't expecting that. And that's what really impressed me about this movie. And then and then those moments were just kind of diluted yeah. with this. Uh, well, no, we're going, to go back. we're going to go back to the fact this is a comic book now. So I know. Yeah. You can't have it both ways, no. right? You know, and what sucks is it's corporate. Yeah. What sucks is you can see it. You can see that they want to sell more action figures yeah. and they want to have sequels and they want to have spin-offs in a bunch of different directions. You can't do that if these characters don't mean anything. You know, like this is not going to be the way to sell us the Sinister Six. This, and that's what this movie kind of feels like it's set up to do. All of that, oh, right. that cynicism yeah. and that skepticism that you have about the the business structure of this movie, all of the rumors, all speculation, it's kind of true. Yeah. You do feel the, the puppet strings that we need to be introduced to these characters, but we don't care about them. And Marvel's yeah. done the inverse of that. They've given solo movies to characters that needed more time for mm -hmm. us to kind of wrap our brains around, mm -hmm. Thor especially, Oh yeah. before we could throw them into the Avengers, before we could get them all unified. And then you also extrapolate back out to these single stories again, this movie, the, the, the beating heart is Mark Webb's direction mm -hmm. of Emma Stone and Andrew and Garfield. And Andrew Garfield, yes. And it's beautiful. So nice. It's and, so wonderful. But they also did a fantastic job with the visual effects, particularly around Electro. And mm -hmm. I think had they just chosen to stick with Jamie Foxx yeah. and that Electro storyline and maybe teased that there was more stuff at the end. Yeah. That would have been a better movie. I that's where I felt like that was the crescendo, and yeah. that's where it should have just uh, left it. And even if the, and even if it ended on a sad note, I still feel like there could have been hope there because that's what you have with superhero movies. You always have that hope right. at the end. Right. So it, it did. I mean, it did kind of paint it with that stroke, like there is a hope anyway. And but then they they just threw in Rhino, and, and he didn't need to be there. There was no there was no need for that at all. Although the. I did like the way it ends. That I, was kind of, of a clever thing to do. It was very sweet. And it, it, it was kind of a cool way. You know, maybe this is one of those movies too, like it's, it, it, it kind of disappoints, but there's enough cleverness that you want to see it. And yeah. it's technically amazing. Like it lives up to absolutely. its name. Absolutely. We, absolutely. There's so many things about this movie. So it's worth seeing. Yes. I feel like this movie is absolutely worth seeing. I feel like you should go and buy a ticket and see this movie. Absolutely. And maybe like, future viewings of it will become less critical. It, and I'll tell you, it is weird to walk past Captain America, the Winter Soldier. This, it, the poster. In, yeah, in, yeah, in another theater into Spider-Man. Yeah. Isn't that bizarre? It is strange. I know to yeah. see all this superhero action at once, especially with Marvel, but I... Uh, I don't know. I I had a whole thing before I walked into the movie. Like I watched uh, the first Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, I watched that, and then I played a bit of the game, and then I went to the movie. So I had a full Spider-Man <laughs> afternoon the to buffet. evening. So I had a full buffet of Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. So I was living in that world, and I wanted to stay in it. I wanted to stay in it. And this, yeah. and I when I left the movie, I was still in it. And you know what? When you flesh out characters like that, like Emma Stone is so fantastic yeah, as Gwen Stacy. Yeah. I. I honestly would watch like a spin-off movie of Gwen Stacy, like just to have her adventures in her life, like what what being with Spider-Man is like through her eyes. Totally. And I love how they took uh, their relationship and made it so freaking real. Like they're they're just 
that is that is how a relationship is. That when you love someone so much and you don't want to let them go, but you have to let them go, but you can't. Like there's just something about them that draws you back in. They had all of that, yeah. and I had all these moments that that really felt so real for me. So I feel like everyone just go see the movie for that their story alone. Their yeah. story alone is worth going to see. Yeah, absolutely. And the visual effects, and it's actually a great 3D movie. Yeah. Which I never say, but this actually was fantastic in 3D. Yeah. And I bet the, the IMAX 3D version of oh, this thing God. is going to blow your minds. Okay, so that's the movie. I don't want to score it. Let's leave the scores for the... Uh, that's but you fine. You should, go, you should go see it, though. You should see it. We'll leave the scores for the show. But let's yeah. talk about the game now, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 game, which is... Uh, uh, yeah, it's getting... Uh, savaged by uh, <laughs> critics. A lot of people are very disappointed. I just uh, read my friend uh, Peter Novak's review, I think, in the Globe and Mail, and he yep. uh, hated it. <laughs> Hold on. I should also say, because I know yeah. Pete, he also hated Puppeteer, and I love Puppeteer. Oh, yeah. He's, so, he's critical. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, it's fine. I mean, we don't agree on a lot of things. No. Especially with the fast food thing. He also does has a whole like fast food blog, by the way. Like he, Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Shout out to Pete Novak. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, the game was not, well first I jumped into the game and I, and I set the bar really low. I set it so low that everything would impress me. Because we played the uh, Game Loft Captain America <laughs> yes. game not too long ago. Uh, yeah, we also and played the, the Game Loft Spider-Man game. Spider -Man game yeah. So I was expecting horseshit basically. Yeah. So, uh, Just want to point this out real quick though, before we get into it. I've got NBA Live 97 for the Genesis. <laughs> okay. That's what my notes are on right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For the Genesis. For the Genesis. That's that's uh, what I'm using as my makeshift table right I now. I love that. Okay. Okay. That's there how you know on. he's legit. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I saying? Yes. Yeah. So jumping into this thing, I wasn't expecting a lot, and I and I was so I was blown away right away because I loved how the game looked. It looks fantastic, and of course we're playing on the PS4, so the visuals are going to be amazing. Shiny, yeah. So shiny, but um. And then the menus the, came, came the up. The menus came up, but even before that, like the tutorial. Um, uh, you have this. You're supposed to have this moment with um, Uncle Ben. And spoiler, I'm sure you already know this, but Uncle Ben dies. He's gone. Um, uh, yeah, that's right off the top. So if you don't know the Spider-Man story, I'm sorry, I ruined it for you. <laughs> um, but that was the tutorial. Was discovering that Uncle Ben has been shot, like, and just walking to him. Like there was no, there's no emotion there, and that that totally set the bar for the rest of the game. There's no emotion at all in this it's game. It's like going through the paces a little bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you can feel Beanox who made the game. Again, the time crunch, you can feel that in the game. Mm -hmm. You can feel like corners were cut. Yeah. And they wanted to get the checkpoints together. So we have a lot of great villains in this game. There's lots of cool, you know, cameos and boss fights. And, and the combat's pretty solid. It's an amalgam of uh, some of the stuff they showed us in Shattered Dimensions. Yeah. You also get the, the different suits, the iron Spider-Man suit, the noir suit. All of that stuff. All of the suits give you different stats. And Those are cool. Those are unlockable with um, the Russian mob yes. um, storyline. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you've got a bunch of side missions, yeah. but they kind of undermine all of the, the work that's been put into this with the stupid heroic menace. Oh, meter God. thing that's happening because that just stays with you for the whole game and yeah so what he's talking about is you actually uh when you fly through the city there are just moments like little missions that you're supposed to go to yeah. like someone's in help you need to go help them but if you don't help them you have to help them but if you don't help them you become a, a menace. menace your your meter goes down and you become a menace and then um police are after you so just like in grand theft auto when uh, cops chase you if you steal a car and they catch you it's just like that with yep. spider-man which totally ruins your experience because you you want to swing through the city and, and have a good time because you're spider-man you don't need to save everybody all the time it's like grinding under pressure it's yeah. like somebody's poking you the whole time right yeah like exactly you have to grind to level up to get the, the powers and abilities and stuff that you want in the game like any other Spider-Man game yep but then you've got this guy in your back going eh, 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 eh. and <laughs> and uh, you know this it that whole fiction is so explained so poorly. Mm. It's like they just pop up and then you see robot boxes and Oscorp machines and things like that just start showing up in the world. And the whole thing just becomes kind of a disjointed mess. Mm -hmm. Even though the mechanics work, yeah. the environments look great, the spider suit looks really cool. So nice. They're, you know, the combat's pretty good. Camera is still an issue, but that's always been a problem with Spider-Man games. Okay, but that's it's not an excuse though. They should fix that. I know, but it it's still fun. It is it, fun. But it's it's so fractured and sort of broken, you know? Like, it doesn't feel... Like, when you play Arkham, 
Batman time. <laughs> when, you play, when you play any Arkham game, you know, and you can say what you want and you could hate on Origins all you want, there's a cohesion from start to finish yeah. that is really impressive. You are immersed. Yeah, you're you believe immersed. It. That's the word for yes. it because you're not taking out of it by thinking about how the game was put together. Yeah. And you really felt that with this game. Yes. You, you saw, like I saw just when Spider-Man would scan an area, I felt like I, I saw the development team plotting out where each thing would go in the right. scene. You know, and I don't want to mm-hmm. think about that. I just want to enjoy my time in the game. And it's tragic because what's becoming clear mm-hmm. is that these licensed games... I mean, it's been clear for a long time, but I hate the idea of just saying licensed games are shit and that nobody should do them because I feel like these properties are very valuable. They are. Uh, not to the corporations, to us. To us, yeah. You know, we have a heart connection to these things and we want to love them. We start with that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but once again, this is a, a creative team undermined by yep. corporate reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they had been given time to make this uh, a game that stood on its own, that wasn't tied to a release date, we would have a much better product. And instead, we have another, you know, reaching and just missing Spider-Man experience from a team that when they got their first kick at it with Shattered Dimensions, mm-hmm. shook everything up. They were a right. company that were like, everybody was, Beanox, who? Look at this game, it's incredible. And right. then every successive kick they've had at a Spider-Man game, has been, although this is better than Amazing Spider-Man 1 because it's, there's more variety and Stan Lee's got a better cameo. It's, it's still... <laughs> That's why it's better. <laughs> it's still a bummer, you know, and it's still not as good as Ultimate Spider-Man, Web of Shadows, Spider-Man 2, Yikes. Shattered These Dimensions, are... uh, Mysterio's Menace, which was on the Game Boy, uh, okay. Game Boy Color, wow. no, Game Boy Advance. That was a great game. Yeah, but see, and we're playing this game on the PS4. In 2014. In 2014. So this is a next-gen game that you and I are playing. And that has ridiculous loading times. These Mm -hmm. loading times are should not even be existing at all. Right. Because and I thought that we were doing away with loading times with these next-gen device or next-gen systems because uh, just playing Rayman uh, Legends when that came out and it came out for the PS4. There were, the loading times that were in the PS3 version were completely gone. Like, they were yeah. just taken out. And so I thought that moving forward with games, we're going to lose the loading time. Like, I there's agree. not going to be any I, of that. I agree. I mean, and I played the downloaded version that was on the hard drive. I agree. Yeah. I, it should already uh, be in there. Listen, Why are we loading? I want to talk, though, about... So watch for those reviews. You're going to see the... You know, so on slight, Tuesday. Yeah, um, slightly edited down, but you'll get the scores on them. I think you can probably predict what those scores are right now. We'll uh, take your guesses. I mean... I still had fun, I will say that. And I still love I, Spider-Man games. And this is... It's, it's like this movie, right? Like, if there weren't other great superhero product... or I hate saying product. Other great superhero movies and other great Spider-Man movies, yeah. this one would be a revelation in a lot of ways. It, it would be, for sure. Right? But there's so much to think back on. And it's the same thing with this game. And, you know, that's what these teams should deliver and they should be given the leeway to deliver every time they get to step up and do it. I'm just wondering, uh, like, because there's so many amazing things about this game. I don't mean to use the word amazing when we're talking about I the know. amazing Spider-Man, but there's so many uh, cool parts about this game that you knew, that you just know there was big teams working on it, uh, like the swing, swinging mechanics and the way everything looks and it looks so fantastic. But there were little, mo- like the, the the screen, the load, not the loading screen, but the actual menu. I know, um, Just like, like the camera, like little things like that that you know were just... Well, you know, you know and what it sets up is this distrust for the future. Like, yeah. they're probably already working on Amazing Spider-Man 3 right now. Well, know? I would hope so. Like, I would hope that they're starting from now. And now there's this, this universal malaise, this, this idea that, oh, we're going to get screwed again right away, you know? Um, uh, and it's not that bad. I don't mean to undermine no, and say it's that bad, but it's... It's not it, that bad, but it's it could... It's not what Peter Novak said about it. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it could be so much better. But I want to talk about the, uh, the corporation element around this. Okay. Unless we have any questions about Spider-Man. Yep, we uh, we have one. Josh. Oh, yeah. It's Josh's voice, everyone. Oh, hello. Uh, Wave at Josh Cam. Hello. <laughs> uh, and I lost the question. Um, John uh, Nicholas, I believe, sorry, okay. I lost my question. He That's asked, okay. um, do you guys think Spider-Man should be given to another studio at this point? Mm. Um, no, I don't think that's fair. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel I, like I, they have the tools. Beanox can make a great Spider-Man yeah. game. I would like them to make Shattered Dimensions 2 or something like that. or, or like I, I would like them to build stuff that's off the brand, off of the movie brand. Yeah, again, like don't work in tandem with the movie. If they can. Yeah. Um, 
But honestly, I really feel like Insomniac, or not uh, that um, um, uh, Sucker Punch oh. should be given a shot with Spider-Man. They're a Sony-owned studio. Mm -hmm. This is a Sony-owned property. Mm -hmm. And uh, it would be a PlayStation exclusive. But I feel like we play with Sucker, with uh, the Infamous games, which are all great. We play this new version of a superhero that incorporates a lot of powers and abilities that we've seen in the Marvel Universe for forever. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see the caretaker of the license yeah. really run with it and really care about it. And mm. really like an infamous caliber Spider-Man game is right. what we deserve. Okay. You know? Or an Arkham caliber Spider-Man game is what we deserve. Um, is what we deserve, <laughs> but we're not getting the, uh, we're not getting the developers with enough time, money, resources, support to be able to, to finish the job, you know? I like what you said. I know you didn't mean to say it, but I, I like your idea of Insomniac tackling something like that too. I think mm -hmm. that'd be really cool because they, they have those tools, you know? They, they have them and they have a passion for making games too, so. Well, I, I hate that that, that uh, any developer would look at a licensed game mm -hmm. with fear, you yeah. know? And with, with reservation and with skepticism. I hate that we can't think about these properties with... with um, without being nervous about how many people's thumbprints would have to be on it and how much it would be squished and changed and uh, compromised. and know. Um, because that's not serving anybody, you mm -hmm. know. And a, a great example is uh, the Old Republic, you know, which is based around the Knights of the Old Republic franchise, which, like, I'm a, I'm a fan of all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when we play Star Wars games, and this is what I wanted to talk about with corporations, I feel like when we play these Star Wars games... They all reference characters and moments and memories and emotional connections to the Star Wars movies that we love yeah. over and over and over again, but we're not playing with the characters. And I see that again and again and again in mm -hmm. licensed games. I see that there's always this um, shadow of mm -hmm. something that we saw on screen, but it's not quite what we saw on screen, but mm -hmm. it makes us think about what we saw on screen. Okay. And I, I always sit back and go, well, why the fuck can't I just play what I saw on screen? Yeah. Why can't I just be in this world and really enjoy it. You want to be Luke. Yeah, and what really kind of illustrates how effectively this can work are mm -hmm. the Lego interpretations of these movies. It's true. That are fantastic. You know, and I would say the Marvel superheroes one is even more fantastic because the mm -hmm. Lego team was able to go off and build their own thing. Yeah. But it's a trip to be able to play the Lego Star Wars games or the uh -huh. Lego Indiana Jones games. Mm -hmm. And they... They, they play along with the story, but they, yeah. they deviate just enough. But you feel embedded in that yeah. world. And I want to feel embedded in these worlds authentically mm. with developers that give us, you know, their blood, sweat, and tears with the full support of the corporations behind them. Okay, so Lego Spider-Man game then. Well, I mean, Lego's the, <laughs> the kidified example of it or the kid-friendly right. example of it. But I would love to see more mature, you know super high quality experiences in these universes by the best developers with the most amount of resources that they can. Of course. And I also would like to see the same authenticity in these universes with things that aren't tied explicitly to other media license. Mm -hmm. You know, and the Arkham game is the perfect example. Yeah. Warner Brothers and IDOS, which, which is the, the two corporations that were working together on Arkham Asylum, gave that company... Uh, they gave them a lot of leeway and mm -hmm. a lot of time to build the game that they wanted to build. And then they delayed it and they yep. let them finish it and they mm -hmm. let them collectively build an excellent quality experience right. in that space for the first time for real. And that's the one that gamers are comparing every other superhero game to now. And almost every game and is every, being influenced by every Arkham. Game. Arkham took a lot of, and you know what Arkham did, Arkham Asylum did, is mm -hmm. that, and you know everybody's talked about this indefinitely. You know, there've been lots of discussion around this, including on our programming. But what Arkham did is they took all of these fantastic me mechanics and tropes and ideas mm -hmm. from lots of other cool game designs and brought them into a cohesive thing with a universe and character that uh, needed no explanation, just mm -hmm. needed embellishment and love. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't get enough of that. And it's, and it's a tragic, you know? And I'm worried that these corporations that are making these decisions, I and mean, this, is, this is about the movies as well, right? Yeah. Because Fox owns X-Men, 
Yeah. Fantastic Four, and we have yet to see how Days of Future Past turns out, but I, I respect all of the creators involved in that. Yeah. Uh, or Fantastic Four. These things are, are investments, and mm-hmm. they're industries, and they're licensed properties to the hilt, and there's a million share- stakeholders involved in all of these things. Mm-hmm. And that's who's serving up our entertainment. I know. You know, and that's who's serving up our culture. It's scary. And we we didn't start that way, you know. We the <laughs> the fanboys and the fangirls for this content discovered it. Yes, of course, and they shared their love with the with yes. as many people as they possibly could, and then we had that connection with the other people that loved it so much. Where these people right. are just grabbing onto something that is popular right now, mm-hmm. and they're just pouring money into it, but they're also controlling it when they know nothing of this world. Yes. So I understand exactly where you're going with this. I, I I know it's it's upsetting because they're just they're they're going with the trend right now just like in gaming out people are leaving to go to mobile mobile now people are i mean we don't want to get into that i don't want to get into that i'm sorry i didn't mean to bring it up but just how people are gravitating towards something that that where they see dollar signs and so these big companies are gravitating toward this because people are filling bums in theaters We're, we're bringing bums into theaters with this stuff so let's just pour as much money as we can into this but also we want to control it even though we know nothing about it yeah, and you can read it, you can see it, you can yeah. you can feel it. It's a palpable thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Marvel stuff because it's being produced in house. Mm-hmm. They're taking some real effort to maintain integrity mm-hmm. and authenticity, and they're hiring the right cast members, and they're yeah. they're they're being very very crafty with their stuff, and it's ringing true outside of the sphere of people that are already converted, you know, right. and it's become this huge industry. But I'm worried with Disney and the Star Wars stuff, which happened this week too, mm-hmm. um, I'm worried that they're not the original stakeholders in this. They've just appropriated them. They've brought them into their, into their stable. And, you know, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 doesn't make me feel great about the future of the Spider-Man franchise under the, the uh, direction of Sony. And I don't know how X-Men is going to be, but uh, what I'm hoping with Star Wars okay. and some of the stuff that they showed us with the, with the new photo out there was really cool to see mm. the cast members all, all sort of lined up. Do you up want a side note about that photo? Yeah. Because you know how, um, shoot, and I forget his name now. I shouldn't have even brought this up. Which but one? there's, because um, somebody had spilt something on himself in the picture. Did you look at every single person in the photo? Uh, no, I didn't zoom in. Oh, okay, because there was a shot of, like, somebody, like, looking at themselves. So that guy actually spilt water on himself, and he was, like, brushing it off. And at just that moment, somebody took a picture and shared it with the world. Oh, hilarious. So Ben Silverman told me about that story because he knows his son, the son of the guy. Of course, Ben Silverman has like true Hollywood stories about everyone. Oh, Lawrence Caston? So, oh, was that, was that who it was that had spilled yeah. something on himself in the... Was he an actor? No. No, I no, shouldn't he, have brought this up. I'm he, sorry. Is he an actor? Because <laughs> Lawrence Kasdan is the writer and Ben Silverman's family friends with Jake Kasdan. Yes, that's who it was. Yeah. That's who it was. He oh, uh, he spilled awesome. water on himself, that's and so hilarious. he was, so he was upset that um, <laughs> that they snapped the picture at that oh exact God, moment awesome. and shared it. Yeah. So I have, I'm of two minds with that, right? Like, yeah. I'm I'm excited as hell. Um, plus Disney has done good by Marvel so far. Yes, I right? believe so. Yeah. Yes, they've they've been kind of hands off. Yeah. It's not Lucas, which is good and bad. It's JJ, mm-hmm. which is good and bad. Um, I feel like it's mostly good, but okay. I'm excited, but my enthusiasm is tempered a little bit because I just see the damn dollar signs just floating all over the place right now. And a movie like Spider-Man really brings that up for me. Yes. And I I hope that when I see X-Men, it gets tamped right back down again because you need to be real with the with the group of people the 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 people that love this stuff uh-huh. from the beginning you know oh yeah and that applies to star wars and that also applies to the star wars games that ea is working on right now but would they not have taken all the criticism because i mean the internet has been incredibly vocal about right. star wars in particular so you would think that they would take that into consideration because this is a big fan base and they're not just gonna i mean they're gonna make money off of it regardless but wouldn't it be nice to be proud of what they've made well jj has been hit or miss 
and that's what I'm a little bit worried about. Like that Star Trek two movie, the the, the, the more distance I have from it, the the more it just looks like a total debacle. An absolute. <laughs> I didn't joke. see it because of your review, actually. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was just su such uh, a, a uh, you know hitting the middle ground kind of film. It was a, it was a slap in the face, and I'm not even the, the biggest Star Trek fan. But anybody yeah. that has any interest in Star Trek yeah. knew everything that was presented on screen. It uh -huh. was like an SNL skit version. Yeah. of all of the famous Star Trek moments that we've seen before. Oh, no. And, and then explosions, you know? Because um, I really like the first Star Trek movie. The first Star Trek was fantastic. It just blew me out you of know, the water. But then I think what happened is J.J. just started to escalate into in the Hollywood uh, the power universe, and, and he's become so fractured and split, and he's doing yeah. all of these different things through Bad Robot. And none of that shit can happen now. He's yeah. got to deal with this and really deliver, yeah, you know? I and know. one of the one of the criticisms that has resonated with me, and I hadn't really considered this because uh, it, it is something we've just forgiven the sci-fi universe forever. There's no women in that picture. Yeah. You know? And there are like there's there's Princess Leia and then there's their daughter, you know. Well they're they're still looking to cast another female now. It's still so, it's crazy. And no, I read, it's I read terrible, some of excellent criticism about Ronald Moore's amazing Battlestar Galactica series and mm -hmm, how he mm -hmm. inverted um, characters so that women would be more, uh, you know, better represented throughout the the, the show, mm -hmm. and absolutely bang on. That mm -hmm. made it an interesting series. It made it gave it flavor. It gave it a, a fresh, uh, you know, modern, mature sensibility, and this movie had an opportunity to kind of sort of flout convention and do right. something really cool that way too. Yeah. And as the father of a daughter, that's what I want to see happen as well, you know? Right. Well, all of these, uh, all of these TV shows that have become these cult classics, I feel like have, not all of them, but a lot of them have this amazing female um, yeah. representation, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like things like that Listen that man. are ahead of its time with the respect that they pay to women, how these shows have lived on for so long and have these fans for so long that are men and women. It's not just women loving these things, it's men True too. And they and I feel like if they respect women on screen, they're going to respect them even more off screen as well. Look at Whedon's Firefly, you yeah. know, and, uh, and Dollhouse. Uh, well, Whedon's known for giving... The respect and women the, deserve on yeah, and there's some screen. pretty powerful women in their sh in the Shield show, and mm -hmm. you know Arrow's got some pretty powerful women in it as well. Um, yeah, Star Wars needed to. I, listen, it's too soon to start harping on this thing, but it was weird to see just the dude thing. You know, just that, all the dudes. I feel like that's not weird to see. That, I, that is well, that's just like expected. Well, I think it's time to change all of that. Obviously. I think there are enough examples of why that makes sense and why that that should be a lot better. Yeah. But, uh, Corporation stuff. I'm worried about the. I'm worried about these. All the hands in the cookie jar. Yeah, that that are way more than just business decisions that really mm -hmm. matter to us. You you got to do it right. I know. You got to do it right. You got to think of the of the people that have lined up for the comics and the posters and the T-shirts. You have to think about. You have to think about them first. Right. Not I know. just the quadrants. You know, right. not just the Burger King sort of uh, promotional items that right. will also help to sell you. And it's, yeah. you know, and I see that in Spider-Man and it just bums me out, you know, and I'm worried about that with the, the Star Wars game. I, I know that Amy Hennig is attached to it. I don't want to play a character that's like fucking Han Solo. I want to play Han Solo. Yeah, you know? I know, I don't want to play someone that's like Luke Skywalker. You want to play? I want to be Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I no, want to be course. Ben. You know, yeah, I want to be it. in that universe, those characters, that world. I want right. to feel connected. Yeah. I don't want to see shadows or echoes or, you know, alternate universe. That you know, and but I'm worried there's that there's so EA, many branching stories. There's so many. Well, not now. There now there isn't. They cut out all of the expanded universe stuff with Star Good. Wars, so they have very limited amount of yeah. source material now to pull from. Okay. Unless they build their own. Which is fine, and what they said that the EA games are going to be canon, yep. and whatever they build, and whatever direction they go, they're going to. And I know Amy is incredibly talented and mm -hmm. incredibly ambitious, but I don't want to play a character that's fucking like Han Solo. I want to be Han Solo, you know. <laughs> and I want EA to hear that, you know. And I don't want another robot that's or another bounty hunter that's colored like blue instead of green, like Boba Fett. I want to be Boba Fett, you know, like. 
<laughs> let's be these people that we know and care about and love and let's do it right. Let's, right. let's really represent these things, you know? Right? Yes, Just I like agree I with you. Just like Mark Wahlberg to be Nathan Drake. It's oh, the same Oh, God, no, thing, I right? know. It's so true. God, he should not be Nathan Drake. Right. I don't even want to get into that right now, but he should not be Nathan Drake. Right. We should love as the stakeholders with our heart yeah. in these properties. Right. We should love how it's handled every step of the way. Why wasn't that Nathan Fillion? Why? Well, he's, he's a little too old right now. But I don't care. He I can... feel like he is Nathan Drake. I I know. He sure looks like him. He sure does. Okay, so I, I did my corporations Oh, you, you did the rant. Okay, I, does okay. Josh, I feel like Josh has something. You got a question? Yeah, he's right. yeah I got a few questions, actually. Okay, so, cool. Oh. Um, I'm going to ask one and then find the other one. Mm -hmm. Brian Costa asks... Um, Hi, Brian Costa. If you guys were a superhero, would you reveal it to your loved ones or oh, very keep good it question, to yourself Brian. and not get uh, the credit you deserve? And I'll find the other one. <laughs> oh, you guys I would oh, be, man. I would be just so gloaty about that. <laughs> I would be so gloaty. Your I would, would definitely. Give it away. <laughs> your lustrous. Like, how would you not? But I. There's only no, one really, woman on earth that no, has hair like that. I think that I would be. Uh, Offended that this person in my life didn't actually know. No, it's you. That it's me. Oh, like right, okay. no, but oh, I no, see, but yeah. know that that I am that superhero. Like you, you should know me by now to yeah. know that that's me. Like I'm but not just gonna mask on and then not know. It's that always me. so weird when an arrow when nobody knows. That I know. Her queen and all he's got is a hood on and some face paint on his eyes. He's like in front of his mom. His mom has no idea that's her son. It's <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. I would I would want the person that I'm with to know me well enough to know that it was me. I want them to ask me, "Are you?" Mm -hmm, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I am." I think it'd be a blast though to to have that. That uh, that to yourself too, you know. Okay, for sure, because it gives you that power. Like the more you hold, well, the more power you have. Yeah, and also you would be taking care of everybody else too, and you'd feel good about it as well. I know it'd be lonely, but also it would be lonely, you know, yeah. it would be lonely, and I think that's reflected in Garfield's performance of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Yes, but he also revels in it too. He know? does revel in it, but he also shares with Gwen. He also yeah. shares with Gwen. Like, they, yeah. he has that. And, and she is that person to him, which is what elevates their relationship even more because he's shared that. He's he stepped over the line. And he shared that right away with her in the I, first one. Like, he wanted to tell her because he loved her. I think I would, uh, I would have the control to keep it to myself. I think that I would be... <laughs> aware that you would love that shit well just because <laughs> i can see right well i mean now. it's not going to happen but i think that <laughs> it, it, there's a bit of selfishness in revealing mm -hmm. to someone that could get hurt because of who you are that you are that person and i i think i would do the right thing um, and also feel good about doing the right thing by keeping it private and being but it's also weird because you're not being totally truthful to that other person. It's either. true. Yeah. I would be selfish. And I would tell So, tough question to answer. There no, because, is the dilemma the thing of being is, a superhero. You, you are still keeping it to yourself. I would choose that one person in my life that's with me all the time to know. Right. Because if they're living with me, then they should know. But, uh, like well, my parents and everyone else, no, I keep, I keep that to myself. Yeah, I think you would. I, and yeah. I think uh, the way that I, I know that we both would do that is because yeah. we don't walk around telling everybody we're on TV every day. Oh, you don't? Are, I, and, I do it all the time. And there are certain Josh, people. Josh, you know that I'm on TV. And there are certain people <laughs> that are on TV that that's what they do is they walk around sort of like with their yeah. 8 by 10s everywhere. Oh, know? God, that's terrible. Yeah. No, that's just so silly. Yeah. We're just I, people. I got a question from uh, Mr. Precision. You ever oh, heard of this guy? yes. Uh, a superhero operating <laughs> uh, in somewhere in Canada, deep in the forests of Canada. <laughs> Who is your favorite Spider-Man villain, he's asking. Oh, God. Um, I, you know Did what? Did you say Fly it's... Around Man in honor of Scott Jones? Aw, <laughs> Fly Around Man. It was a Fly Around Man. Um, I don't know. I was, I was pretty impressed with Electro um, uh, with... This one, I don't know. Have you seen all of them? Have you seen all three of the uh, Sam Raimi ones? I've seen all three, yep. Yeah. Um, uh, Sandman was pretty, I mean. They did a good job with Sandman, Yeah, sure. Sandman was good, because I always felt like uh, he would be the one guy, like he would be the one enemy that could take Spider-Man out as soon as they were in the desert. Can I, can I <laughs> Get Spider-Man in the desert, he's done. Yeah, just pour water on him. Can I say that I hate Green Goblin? 
I, oh, I think, he's the worst. I think he's a terrible character. He might work well in the comics, but he's a silly character in movies. Yeah. And it just looks preposterous, whether it was in the green armor in the first movie or the new Green Goblin that's yeah. in this one. Just looks so silly. Yeah. And he's such a copy of the the psycho, crazy, freako, the Joker that... Yeah. And so much less than the Joker that he's not worth even putting on screen. Right. Now... Dr. Octopus is incredible. He's so good. That's so true. It's, no, Doc Ock, yeah, I can't never mind. I changed awesome my Awesome character. And uh, he's the best. Uh, Alfred Molina, who played him in the second movie, was so astounding. good. You felt the empathy. Yeah. You know, in the movie, in the comics, uh, Superior Spider Man, which just ran for a little while, Peter Parker died. Yeah. And he, his brain was replaced by Dr. Octopus. That's he crazy. A, he did a brain transplant thing into Peter Parker's body and so it was Doc Ock's mind uh, inside of the Spider-Man world for a while now Peter Parker is back because comics could do that that only can happen in comics that's how complicated and cool and I think by far he is the best Spider-Man villain Doc Ock yeah yeah he's a brilliant scientist with great abilities that he engineered and so and they flushed tragic. out, yeah, they flushed out his story. Yeah. Like I felt it from him. I really yeah. did. And I wanted, like, for me to empathize with a villain and for me to almost want him to win just to give him that, I don't know, heal his heart a little bit. Yep. That, that's something. That's yeah. a something and for the character. And he's scary as fuck, man, with all so of the, the arms flying and flailing all over the place. Great character. Well, when you've got nothing left to lose. Yeah. That's Mr. Freeze become... is kind of like that, especially in uh, Cold, Cold Heart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's just a tragic tale, right? Absolutely. When you lose that one you love, what yeah. else do you have to live for? That's correct. Another question? Well, yeah, um, I've lost this question, so if okay, I get it wrong... Just make them up. Yeah, yeah. make up the just names. Nobody's watching. We're just I, coming up with shit. Yeah, yeah, no, he, <laughs> he asked me specifically to ask you this. Gene Nicholas again, and if I'm saying your name wrong, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he, he's uh, asking if they made a perfect game for Victor Lucas, not Batman, what would it be? <laughs> no Batman. Well, it would be Indiana Jones. It would okay. be... Uh, we should. You should have also said not Indiana Jones. <laughs> no, well, it would be a, a, a 30s... Uh, Nazi killing, uh-huh. uh, chasing, uh, you know, an awesome treasure um, with fantastical elements, but uh, grounded and, and truthful. It would be an Indiana Jones game. But Red Dead Redemption was something that knocked me on my ass. I didn't expect to love that game. I didn't mm-hmm. expect to, like, feel for the people that inhabited that game like yeah. I did. Yeah, So... Uh, you know, another Western like that is is pretty awesome. Yeah, I like true. games where there's real virtue. Mm-hmm. I do like that. I like the good versus evil. You know, yeah. And I don't mind if there's there's a a, a sway. I don't mind if that you can be slightly evil or you can have a choice to go evil. But I like because there's just so much killing in games, and there's so much so many ways to slay people. That it's really rewarding to save yeah. people and to be. Uh, that's why I like Spider-Man and I like I like Batman. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, a Red Dead Redemption type open world. Yeah, maybe set it in ancient Rome. I mean, the cool thing about Red Dead is that it's horse travel, right? Yeah. So you could like that's thousands of years of human history. So true, ancient Rome. That's a good one. You know, I like that. You can go anywhere. I love these period pieces. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, they're, what, what? they're asking you as well. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said just Victor Lucas. Nope, sorry so about that. So I just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> uh, no, if we were sticking with a period uh, piece, I okay. I've been I've been really into Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> Downton Abbey. I mean, no, wait, no, wait, wait. Hold wait. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> All right, go Wait, ahead. hold on a second. <laughs> Downton Abbey is not. There's a lot of drama in Downton Abbey. Okay, so, okay. But I love that turn of the century um, time. I feel like, oh God, this is going to be super cheesy. But no, um, okay. uh, to play a woman in that time um, uh, in this world, it, I don't know. I don't know if you guys watch Downton Abbey. But I just I feel like there would be a lot of mystery, a lot of problem solving. Um uh, not any, not any violence, not any blood, not any killing. Mm-hmm. It was just, it's just you trying to find your way through this world, like make it really real with relationships and um, uh, trying to survive. And what are you doing? That's, you're on. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this is becoming way too. I've never done this before. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Wait, but they're okay. But if you see, 
Oh my god, please stop that okay, immediately. Okay, I, I muted it. I, I, I'm sorry, I started playing it. Somebody put a fucking blinky light thing in my hand so I can't not play with it. I apologize. You're, okay, okay. thanks, Vilu. All right. uh, so whatever, Downton Abbey, female activist. So a, so an 80s suffragette. No. Uh, 1880s oh. suffragette. <laughs> no, uh, not 80s. Like female fighting for uh, mm-hmm. a place in the world yes. where women are kind of... Uh, shunted off and forgotten about. Right, but would be not awesome. right, but not yeah. like completely out there. Like it's fine. It's not just, Assassin's Creed. Down not to Assass- Abbey. Well, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed down <laughs> to Abbey, but with no killing, nothing like that. I want like real life. This is problem solving. I I really like those puzzly. That sounds like uh, an awesome Steam game. Like honestly. Like, no, but do, do you remember a game called Hotel Dusk? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so a game like that, but set in the world of Downton Abbey, where there's problem solving like that, like you're solving mysteries, but you're also fighting for your own rights. Well, truthfully, what we want to see out of games and yeah. what we talk about now in games are the same kinds of emotional connections to mm-hmm. characters and stories mm-hmm. that we talk about in any other medium. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the mechanics are the same from game to game, right? Yeah. We walk into rooms, yeah. we stalk somebody, we yeah. search through things. That shit does not matter. That shit does not stay with us anymore. No. The mechanics sort of battle yeah. really took place in the 80s and 90s. It's true. It's the story. Now we want to know about these characters. Yeah. We want to see these people. We want to have some great puzzles to solve. We want our minds tasked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we want our hearts to feel something. Yeah. And we don't see it often enough. You know? It's and true. that's why you know, we were talking about gimmicks last week. That's what I'm so worried about with... Um, you know, Oculus and, and motion controls and waving at the screen. It's like... I'm still mad at my and, Xbox One, and, by the way. And a lot of this garbage, it, like, yeah, you know, uh, whatever. I, we want to feel something. Uh, we want to uh, feel like we're not wasting our time yeah. in these worlds. Yeah, no, right? it's true. Yeah. Um, uh, it just reminded me of Connect for a second. Yeah. I wanted you to know that there's going to be no use of the Connect for Sunset Overdrive. Oh, really? When they were proud of that? Yeah. Is that because oh, so, you were at the... Uh, at, oh, yeah, uh, I also Insomniac. went to Insomniac, yeah. And you went to Activision to talk about New Skylanders. Uh, yeah, no, I did a lot of stuff. Very nice. I also, yeah, we went to the Santa Monica Pier. It was my first time going there. I'm actually, I'm excited about Skylanders. I bought the PS4 game and uh, I played a little bit of it, but uh, Stephen, who hosts Now Loading, yeah. loves Skylanders. Said I love Skylanders. It was the best PS4 launch game that he played, so I bought it based on that. And I've been having fun. It's cool. It's I not just for kids. Tons of Skylander characters. No, what's cool about it's what's cool about Activision is that they they started out making games. Now they're like going into toys, right? So yeah. they're just discovering this world of how to make toys for kids and just, adults too. So they but they've really evolved. They've just, just been making it better and better. Call of Duty. You know they're going to do it with Call of Duty. You know it. And <laughs> no. speaking of Call of Duty, what did you think of the trailer? Have you seen this thing? Oh, with um, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. I didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> I just know that Kevin Spacey's in it. It's pretty cool. It's okay, I'll cool. watch it. I I always stay away from honestly anything that says Call of Duty on it. I'm like, oh, dude, bros. Nah, I, I know, it. but listen, these 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 are teams that they work hard on these. I know. Well, and it started with great intentions. It was an amazing, transformative franchise, and then it's become. Um, it's just the, it's the one game that people okay. Yeah. I just see a lot of guys uh, when I used to live in Toronto. Like that's all it was. So Young and Dundas Square, whenever Call of Duty launched, was like a big event. But it was just a Dude. bunch of penises. There were just penises everywhere, <laughs> still tucked in their pants, but still there. And uh, and they had like girls there with like wearing nothing because they were catering to the guys. Like it's just so it felt like such a boys club. Right. Even more so than the gaming industry in general. But like that felt like such a boys club that I didn't even want to go near it. Like if you don't want me there, then I'm not going to be there. Pretty fun though. I franchise sure is pretty fun. fun. It's pretty fun to go into into this conflict. I mean, the thing about Call of Duty, it's it's exemplified in uh, Titanfall as well as the accessibility and the twitchy, uh, uh, it, you know, immediacy mm-hmm. is pretty well represented. It's pretty well handled. The storytelling, the heart part of it that we're all searching for. Not so well no. represented. But if you start casting Kevin Spacey into, into yeah. stuff. You know, and he looks like he's playing Luther, I, I think. Uh, Listen, I feel like I, I, I will play, I, I'm going to play it. I'll play it because I've been getting more into um, online shooters anyway. Yeah, thank you, Titanfall. So, thank you, Titanfall. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, I'll play it. Okay. And then I won't say any bad things about it anymore. Well, well those, maybe. those we'll are the, the big topics, I think, <coughs> of, of the week. Unless people oh. want us to talk about anything else. Any other questions, my friend? Josh yeah, has I something. have two things. Jamie yeah. hosts Now Loading. 
Sorry. Oh, Jamie. Steven, sorry, sorry. Yeah, just, Jamie. just to correct that. Sorry. And sorry, Stephen. I've got blinky and shit Jamie. all around me. Sorry, There's Jamie. There's everywhere. Okay. Um, and Nico asks, um, is there really need for more immersion and character development uh, more than telling, like, the last of us? Like more development into it, I believe. That's no, I, I, here's my thought about The Last of Us is that that was a, uh, a roadmap to how you do it. You yeah. know? Neil Druckmann, who wrote the script, won a uh, Writers Guild of America Award for interactive storytelling. Yeah. Um, and it also delivered action. It delivered a, a great sort of connection to your thumb and brain and yes. heart. And that's where we need to lift from. We don't need to go, and, and not, I'm not saying st- rip that off or, or steal it. I'm saying be influenced by that so that mm. you're, you're not undermining the progress mm-hmm. with games that come out afterwards. You right. Know? And that's what's going on. Like people are going, no, okay, well, let's go in this so, direction. You know, it's so important to put yeah. uh, development into that. But we've, we see it with the, the Walking Dead games. Like we see it with... Um, or we see it with the Wolf Among Us games. And I know that there was a comment uh, last week, I think, or the week before, we were talking about the Wolf Among Us, mm-hmm. uh, that we're giving too much credit to it. Um, but I don't feel that way at all. I feel, like, I feel like these games are absolutely fantastic. And maybe you had a problem with it because of the download situation, and I understand that completely because I also had a problem downloading it. It didn't download right away for me, and that was frustrating as a gamer because you're paying for something and it's not well, there and, for you. And there are some technical bugs. But of course. But the game itself, when, mm-hmm. you, when you let go of all that, because you do let go of all that, once you're into the game, you, you've got it. It's in your hands. It's yours. Um, you forget about all of that. And so I... I I didn't want to. I didn't want to include that in my. Well, and, and also it is alone. You yeah. Know? It isn't like, you know, The Last of Us. It isn't like Dishonored. Mm-hmm. It's a point-and-click adventure game, and yeah. it's a, it's it in its own space. No one, except maybe for Broken Age from Double Fine, is really so going good. in that direction that much these days. So it carves out its own mm-hmm. space, and because it does, and because it's so literate and so well produced mm-hmm. uh you know in spite of some technical bugs or some limitations because of the medium mm-hmm. uh it's still groundbreaking work for sure yeah you know but we definitely need to keep going on this road we're just yeah. starting it you know dishonored and and grand theft auto 5 and and uh um, infamous to a degree like we're uh-huh. just starting to understand how to emotionally attach to this, these interactive worlds and well, characters. Yeah, it also helps that, I mean, motion capture is just getting better and better. Yeah. And you really, you can see the emotion in a character's mm-hmm. face and not just feel it from what they're saying. So, yeah. I mean, that helps too. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I checked out a post from Kotaku the other day about, um, and I feel this big time, there's a new Tony Hawk game. This is always the anti-iOS rant. And <laughs> oh, listen, shit. we play on iOS and uh, Monument Valley, we, we raved about it. I gave it a 10. It's, there are incredible things. Monument Valley is fantastic. Please get it. Yeah, but Tony Hawk has got a new game out and it's, the, it's an iOS endless runner, but you're skating and you just zip back and forth on your screen with your thumb or your yeah. finger. And like you think about all the incredible Tony Hawk experience, like he basically... Except for that last one. Yeah, I mean, they've made a lot of garbage too, but Tony yeah. Hawk really like legitimized skateboarding because of his game work and the uh, the intelligence in the design in the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. Yeah. And now well, he's relegated to chasing the money because everybody's on iOS with this garbage new endless runner game. I, you know? I, but the thing and is, I, Tony I don't know Hawk, if it is garbage. It might be fun, but it's just like, come on. No, but the thing is with Tony Hawk is that he's not like he he never has really come across as the guy that's out that's in it for the money. Like he started no. skateboarding because he loved skateboarding and that was it. And he's the one that made skateboarding accessible to... Well, he, and, uh, and he's now he's trying to reach a whole bunch of other people. But. Right, exactly. So, but just having uh, that video game when it came out, like he made skateboarding a thing that people could do even if they can't skateboard, you know, and that he made it cool for those people. So I would ra- much rather be talking about Tony Hawk's brand new PlayStation 4 game of course. than of course, but Tony he, Hawk's brand new iOS game. But he has people around him that are telling him this is the way to go. It's not, he doesn't, he, he's not tapped into this world the way yeah. we are. Well, like, they he also gave know. us that terrible plastic skateboard. Exactly. Yeah. So, and th- you know, that wasn't his idea, though, but somebody pitched it to him and it sounded really <laughs> cool. So... Right? Yeah. I don't I don't want to think that it was his I I just feel like 
I don't know. You know what you should do, though? You should go on Netflix and watch the Bones Brigade document, the autobiography of the Bones Brigade. It's what fantastic. Is it? It's it's uh, the whole story of Stacy Peralta and and how he put this band of skateboarders together, like Lance Mountain, oh. and uh, it's just. Um, like, Rodney uh, Mullen. It's fantastically so well what produced. Was it, Dogtown and uh, well, exactly. Like those are thing. the same kind of thing, but this is the autobiography. Cool. Um, uh, you need to watch it because awesome. I feel like when I well, when I watch this, I feel like the way Stacy Peralta is with these boys and like the way that he put his company together. I feel like it's such a reflection the way you are awesome. and the way you put together. We well, haven't seen it yet. Maybe I'm insulting oh, okay. you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's really nice. Um, no, but just because he has so much love and he cares for his his brand so much that he finds like little things in people that he he wants to bring out and he he and oh god, they're just so appreciative and all like all the guys that are. And you just have to just watch the documentary. Please watch it. It's on Netflix. It's free for you to watch if you have Netflix. I'll it's watch definitely it this that yes. Awesome. Do it. The, I met Bob Burnquist speaking of skateboarding okay. and skaters, and he is, you know, I met. Uh, I've been very, you know, lucky to meet a lot of really cool people, but he yeah. totally stands out in my mind. I met him at an ESPN event, and yeah. God, he was awesome. Well, the thing is with skateboarders, and I find this in general, is that like they are so happy to get to do what they love sure. to do yeah. and get paid to do it yeah. that they just they have so much love in their heart and they just want to share it with the world and they and they and they reflect that they don't. I mean, there's some obviously some of them have egos, but for the most part, it's just like even if you watch Rob Deerdeck do anything, he's hilarious. You can tell he's just having the best time of life because he followed exactly what he wanted to do and he made money off doing it. So yeah. Like, All these guys that, are doing that's that. A, that's a great secret right yeah. there, right? Yeah, you just yeah. got to you gotta pull that thread and do what you love to do and then somehow make money doing it. Money will come. Yep. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. So watch that. Okay, so we have anything else or do you want us to wrap it up? Uh, tell me. You guess, tell me, Josh. I guess Boo. I can ask one more question. Okay. And then, Una mas. One more. One more. Um, and I'm going to ask Jordan Hedman's question. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whatever happened to good couch co-op games? Oh. Good couch co-op games. There are still there are still good ones. Well, Smash Brothers will bring that back. Mario Kart will bring that. that back. Mario um, Kart's gonna definitely bring that back. Oh man, it's gonna be so much fun. Tower Fall, which is out right now, de definitely delivers that. It's on the PS4, there, the I PC. I feel like there are a lot of great uh, co-op games you can play and you can download. Like I mean, uh, the the triple A's aren't there. The triple no, A's are really targeting. Uh, the online space or uh -huh. the single player space uh -huh. they're they're really and I think it's uh, I, I mean I think it's you know splitting resources because when you have to split the screen up on a 60 frame per second or 30 frame per second thing yeah. you're adding team members to that and they're yeah. already enormous these companies these, yeah. these groups of people that are building all that stuff mm -hmm. but where you're seeing uh, you know single screen stuff mm -hmm. and and um, uh, split screen stuff and, and shared co-op experiences on the couches in the indie space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, with like Elo, well, Elo Milo is fantastic. Yeah. Um, just little things like that where you can play puzzle games with someone else or, I mean, uh, I'm blanking on my favorite um, shoot the arcade Luft, games. Luft Rousers <laughs> with someone else. <laughs> How but, would you play Luft Rousers with someone well, else? Somebody else would be in a plane and you could go after some of this stuff together and it'd be cool to play... Uh, Ollie Ollie with other people too. Ollie Ollie, yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, well, I guess mm, I've, those are those games would be hard to do, but I mean, um, the Ninja Turtles uh, Back in Time is it? Mm -hmm. Like that's a lot of fun to play co-op. Just these side-scrolling beat 'em ups are so much fun to play co-op. Yeah, listen, if you have a PS4 or a yeah. PC, get or an Ouya. <laughs> that's an Ouya controller, soon to be uh, found the, uh, by archaeologists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is uh, is a great game. It's a huh. it's a very very fun you know super cool easy to play experience and there are uh, lots of I mean inexpensive but and intent but Nintendo's been great for the co op experience yeah. too. So I I don't know I feel like they're out there. You just yeah I mean really what happened is we went to 3D and yeah. the the, uh, the 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 sort of fidelity of the 3D experience got closer and closer to photo real mm -hmm. and the compromises that you make when you're going into photo real when you split a uh, 16 by 9 display up mm -hmm. yep. are are too expensive uh you know processor wise for yep. these companies to justify the added expense of putting more team members on to figure out how to do it right yeah no, they just don't true. want to do it anymore 
Well, it could also be uh, that we just don't want to play co-op anymore because we're becoming more selfish into ourselves. I, I hear this quite a bit, though. I hear this question quite a bit, and I certainly miss the, the co-op experience. Well, yeah, but you're a social person. Some yeah. people are really like to be to themselves. They really just like to play alone and right. don't and not to deal with anybody or have them in their homes and, and have to alone. feed them. Don't play alone. But this is why people, people are playing board games down their iOS that they don't need to play with other people. You're right. stuck with people for hours if you have to play a board game with someone. If you want to be by yourself, you can just play on your iOS. So we're coming like solitary experiences, just solo missions. Oh, the fears. Ticket to ride all alone. The fears we have. Hey, wait, wait. I've got, oh, a, I've got toys i got to talk about. Oh, my God. Okay. Some really cool toys. We were almost free almost of the free. toys. Almost free. Of Victor Lucas show and tell. Yeah. Now, oh, he does have toys. It's, oh, my God. He has a lot of toys. It's toy break. Okay. It's uh, it's Toy Break. Now these were actually a gift. I think we may actually have talked about them before, but I think maybe just in the audio podcast. What? But uh, I wanted to show oh, everybody alien. the alien figures, um, and these are designs. I think we might have talked about these before. These actually sound familiar, but they're these are designs that came out with the 1980s Alien movie that Ridley Scott directed. Mm -hmm. Kenner had them in prototype stage. Uh -oh. Oops. Package. It's okay. They, They're they not coming out of the prototype back. stage, but they never made them because Aliens, a psycho crazy movie yeah. that was not for kids. And so the toy company went, hey, wait a minute, we can't sell these toys to kids. Everybody dies in this movie and people have face huggers on them and they stuff comes oh, out no, of their chest. Oh, no, this is not for children at all. But then um, Reaction, and it's from a different company now, Funko. And Super 7, which is a great uh, store in San Francisco you should go check out if you ever get down there, uh, said, well, we're, let's remake these things mm -hmm. from the actual prototypes and the, uh, and the designs that they did back in the day with the box art as if they were, and you're too young, you don't remember the, the Kenner Star Wars action figures, but this is how they looked when they came out. And they're awful, the, the, uh, the, uh, the <laughs> like sculpting and the design, they, all, they don't look good at all, no. but they're so, it's so cool to hold something that's so obviously retro yeah. and so obviously done with uh, uh, so much attention to detail. So now I will hold these up to the camera, okay. so this will be for the video streaming uh, viewers, thank you very much, Okay. and the audio streaming and listening people, uh, uh, Marissa will now. What sing. Would you like? Oh, because um, we can sing whatever? You can sing whatever. Sing, uh, sing the theme song to Alien. What okay, no, I'm not going to do that. What? Yeah, an Ellen right there. Okay, you know what? No, I have nothing in my head. Oh, Victor uh, Lucas is really showing something off now. Let's talk about, okay, listen, I put my bike together. So cool. My bike is put together, everybody. Finally got it put together. That was toy break. That was toy break. Okay. And, um, and these do not get opened. Just like uh, there was another toy I showed off that don't get that doesn't get opened. Because the packaging okay. is. Part I don't know of the why you're art. saying that to me. Like you're threatening me. No, I, 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 I no, won't touch your toys. It's, 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 it, I usually open everything except those don't get opened. These and these do not get opened, <laughs> and they're going back on the shelf, and you stay away. <laughs> no okay, problem. Okay. Sorry, I had to. I had to nerd out for a second. Okay, so everyone, uh, that was Victor Lucas' toy break. I hope you enjoyed. Yep. Um, I think we're. This is it. Are yep. we wrapping her up? That's it. Okay. That was a that was a fun Vic space. Yeah, that was another so great much fun. week. Let's see uh, how fast <laughs> next Friday comes. <laughs> it came so fast this week. <laughs> well, I can't believe it's Friday. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you, EB Games, for supporting us. We'll see you oh, next Stitcher! time. Oh, Stitcher! Stitcher! We'll see you next time on Vic Space. Bye. <laughs>